It's a goal! He's done it! Yeah, what a shot! This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. So once again, we are back and this time once again, we are on Skype and again, uh, I'm not in Bombay and Rahul is in Bombay. So Just Sports is back again to discuss what's happening in the world of sports. And this time we thought we should discuss the India-England test match where uh, England almost won. India saved the match, but they almost lost. We should also talk about the hooliganism in football and how it rears up its ugly head every, every, every time. And is Quinton Decock the best wicketkeeper batsman right now in the modern game? So, hello Rahul. Hey Samar, how are you? Uh, not too bad. And uh, it was a scare, Rahul. I mean, England England really, really gave us run for our money. Yeah, they did, didn't they? I mean, uh, they, I, I thought they played very, very well. Um, unexpectedly, I don't think... A lot of people gave them a great deal of a chance uh, after their Bangladesh performance. Yeah, but one but, thing uh, one thing it showed, Rahul, is that, you know, what, what you and I have been discussing over a period of time, that with quality spinners, a team can give India a scare. You know, any team that has quality spinners, having spinning wickets is a double-edged sword. Well, I think it goes more than that. I mean, I think that, strangely enough, England... Um, out of all of the other test-playing nations, I mean, they're the ones, they, they know how to play in India. They, they have a very, very good record in India going back to sort of 92, 93. And Alistair Cook, time. yeah, Alistair Cook is the most successful batsman. Yeah, absolutely. So, so they know it's not just about the spin, but they also know how to bat in these conditions. And, you know, they batted really well against uh, Ashwin and Mishra. Um, they made Mishra look uh, very, pedestrian. very ineffective. In, Pretty pedestrian, in I mean. And it's it's um, very it's also very surprising, Rahul, that how when we come across quality spinners, our batsmen struggle. It's not the first time we have seen this. We have seen this in the past that when we have quality spinners in the other team, Moin Ali has done this to us before, and now with Rashid also there, it's not mm-hmm. going to be easy for the next test. They're going to prepare a spinning wicket, and if England wins the toss and 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 bats first, it's going to be tough for us to bat last. Well, I think we've seen that before, haven't we? I mean, we, you know, India do prepare these spinning wickets. And if, uh, you know, they, they don't win the toss and things don't go their way, it is very hard to bat last on these pitches. I mean, you know, Rajkot was a pitch that, that, that generally held up quite well. But, you know, even on that last day, on that fifth day, the ball was jumping, the ball was turning. And uh, Rashid bowled very, very well. In fact, that was probably the best that I've seen him bowl in his entire career. Moin Ali, he's quick through the air um, and he's, he's a difficult bowler to get at. And, uh, um, you know, that, that gave uh, a lot of our, our, our batsmen cause for concern. But, you know, our batsmen threw, threw a lot of wickets away. They played some cheap shots. Yeah, not just, I don't, and, and I think the, the one thing that came across is that, you know, the DRS is also going to take time for us Indians to get used to. Cheteshwar Pajara's, you know, dismissal was a clear example that, we will get we will get bad decisions and we will not know when to use the DRS. Yeah, no, and and, and uh, you know the, 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 they looked so confused when it was so obvious that that ball had pitched outside leg stump, and yet um, um, you know Pujara and Murli Vijay looked just so confused about what was supposed to doing. I mean, credit to Pujara, the the, the umpire's hand uh, went up and he just sort of took his gloves off and walked off. But you know. It very clearly, I mean, through the naked eye, it looked like the ball had pitched outside like stump. Um, but, you know, I think that, you know, this will be a really good series. Um, you know, Cook's got 100. 
He's got confidence. Um, and Ben Stokes, and ben Stokes is really batting well. Stokes has, Stokes has got 100. He's got confidence. This could be a really good series now. You know, if, if the pitches hold up um, and play well, uh, I, I think that this could be a really, really good series. And so, also, Rahul, um, I mean, we, what they were missing, what they were missing uh, right now, and what's going to come back in the next test is uh, Jimmy Anderson, and he's yeah. always a tough bowler. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and I think that you know England's uh, seam bowling will be boasted by Anderson. He, he knows how to bowl in these conditions. Um, he'll probably come in for um, uh, broad. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he'll, bowl, he'll bowl really, really well, I think, in these conditions. So, you know, it, like I said, and, you know, Rajkot is obviously not the... But, but when you go up north, um, especially when you get into December... To Mohali and, um, you know, to... to yeah, yeah, for an hour... The ball swings and the ball seems. Um, and I reckon England, if they can stay in the series, they will get an opportunity on one pitch that does a bit um, to try and roll India for cheap. So it's going to be a tough series for Kohli. It's not going to be one of the easy ones for him because he saved this test. I mean, he was no, the last and, one out. And, and, and what's interesting, I think, for the first time, because it is a long series, it's five test match series, but for the first time, I think we'll start to see Kohli really, really have to think about um, the constitution of his team. I mean, who exactly. does he put in the team? Exactly. You know, who are the batsmen that he, that he backs? Who are the bowlers that he backs? And I think you really get a sense of who Kohli's team is when he, when, you know, at the end of the series. You know, and moving on, and, and, and moving on Rahul, and you know, on a related topic, you know, when you see someone like a Quinton Decock batting for South Africa or you have a bare straw for, for England... You know, you miss a Mahindra Singh Dhoni for in India because it shows the importance of a good wicketkeeper batsman. And yeah, no, no, without doubt. I mean, you know, it's become such a an important part of the modern game. It's become so important. Yeah, I mean, whether you're talking one day cricket or, or Test cricket, I mean, it, it's so important to have a, a, a counter attacking, um, you know, wicketkeeper batsman. But you know, one who who is a genuine wicketkeeper, a genuine wicketkeeper, and a genuine batsman. De Kock, you know, on, on yes, yesterday um, in Hobart or today in Hobart, should I say? Um, you know, he played like a top order batsman. Sure, he really, sure. just took that Australian bowling apart, and he played beautifully. I mean, absolutely beautifully. He played really, really well. Best that I've seen him play in a long time. But you know. Decock, would you say that he's a wicketkeeper also? Because I've always found Decock to be missing something in his wicketkeeping department. He's not a genuine keeper. Yeah, no, he, he's, um, you know, he's, I think that, that the model works uh, two ways. I mean, either it can be, you know, that, that he's a genuine wicketkeeper and, and his batting sort of comes on. Um, and, and I have a feeling that, that, um, a lot of wicketkeeper batsmen have started out like that, or he's a genuine batsman and, and kind of found his way with wicketkeeping. I think at the moment, De Kock's batting is, is slightly better than his wicketkeeping. Um, having said that, his wicketkeeping is good. He's a wicketkeeper. Um, he's just not. I don't think he's he's a top class wicketkeeper yet. Um, but you know, he's he's got. Yeah, some but he time has. Of, I mean, he, you know, he's got Mark Boucher behind him who. who who is a, a wonderful wicketkeeper. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think the last, I think the last. I mean, the last wicketkeeper batsman would you say was Dhoni or an Adam Gilchrist? Because not even a bear straw is is in that league of an Adam Gilchrist. And Adam Gilchrist was outstanding. Yeah, Adam Gilchrist was outstanding. But you have to remember that Gilchrist also um, 
as a wicket keeper, his wicket keeper got his wicket keeping got better as he evolved. I mean, as he as he matured, his wicket keeping got better. And Decock's a young man, and and he will learn. And and you know, I think that um, you know it's kind of showed up when you get onto wickets that that spin. You know, that's where his wicket keeping is really called into question because you know South Africa, being fairness, how much spin do they really play? Um, he's, he's fine against the quick bowlers. His, his wicket keeping is fine, and he's, he's an athletic guy. Um, he, he will get better. His wicket keeping will get better. Yeah, but I think I mean, is he the best in the world right now, or how would you place Bairstow? I mean, I, I I really feel that Bairstow is a better wicket keeper batsman. Um, I think Bairstow is a better batsman. Um, I think Decock is a better wicket keeper. Um, again, Johnny Bairstow um, started his career as a batsman. Um, you know, I think you know England haven't really found a solution uh, to their wicketkeeping problems, and so they forced Besto into into that position. He was he was a wicketkeeper when he was a young kid, um, and his wicketkeeping's come on. I mean, the more practice he's had, he's, he's got sure. better at it. Um, I think he's a bit too tall for a wicketkeeper, to be honest, um, to be a really good one. Um, but um, I think he'll be functional. I, I think he'll be like Mahindra Singh Dhoni. I think. I think Mahindra Singh Dhoni, a lot of people forget, he's not a natural wicketkeeper. Yeah, he, he evolved into a wicketkeeper. Yeah, he evolved yeah, into he, a wicketkeeper. He learned, he learned, and because he was so fit and so athletic, um, that was something that really came to him. But, I mean, he's not a natural wicketkeeper. I mean, he was not no Kiran More or, or anybody like that. Um, and, you know, the bigger guys do struggle with, with wicketkeeping like that. So, Besto will always have his flaws as a wicketkeeper. So, Decock has that I mean, to his advantage. He's a smaller guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, he definitely has that to his advantage. But I think Besto's a better, a better batsman. Uh, and, you know, I think over the last year he's really matured as a batsman, especially a Test match batsman, um, and he's really played some really important innings for England. And uh, you know, I really rate Johnny Besto. I think he's a very good batsman. Moving on from cricket, let's talk about football. And Rahul, the hooliganism doesn't seem to go away. I mean, see the England Scotland match. See the match between Poland and and uh, Romania, and it is ugliness all over again. I mean, is this a problem? I don't think the problem is going to go away, Rahul. No, it's, it's, a, it, it's a terrible problem. I, I, you know, I mean, hooliganism in football, unfortunately, um, go back, uh, you know, 30, 40 years now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and Liverpool has been the victim of some of the worst hooliganism. Well, the victim, they've also been perpetrators. I mean, you know, everybody remembers Heisel in 85. So, um, you know... It, I think that hooliganism, hooliganism is 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 been a problem in England. It's been a problem for a long time. Um, South America you know, has been a problem for a long time. Yeah, it's been it's been an issue. But I think that you know on, on the sort of um, eastern side of Europe now, you're seeing a lot of um, you know w- without uh, pulling any punches, you're seeing a lot of neo-Nazis. You're seeing a lot of people who are. Who are coming to football matches with a particular agenda in mind, and, and they're coming. They're coming for fights. I mean, they're you see it. To... You see it. You see it in France. You see, see the racism, you know, slant in France. Yeah, and... Absolutely. I mean, these are these are. You know, it's a sign of the times. It's a sign of society. These are disenfranchised people that are coming, and they're coming for fights. They're coming to prepare. Uh, to get into gangs and get into fights, and and you saw it throughout um, Euro 2016. And also, well, I think I think one one important point to reiterate over here is that you know cricket was always a gentleman's game, and football was always the working class game. So yeah. people who were you know not the higher strata of society, who were just your workers and your truck drivers and people who were plumbers and people who were 
you know your daily handyman for them the game of football was 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 their game so yeah, but, and that's where it's, it's only it's been like that but you know it, it's only over the last sort of really 30 years that it's become really really bad i mean you know look at west ham for instance i mean they've just moved into this nice new stadium uh, which they got for free obviously the the, the london stadium uh with the olympics were and you know that place has been full of violence and, absolutely um, absolutely and, and, you know racist chanting and and it's been an absolute mess and you know it's driving people away from the game people can't take their you know i'm dreading actually i'm i'm dreading the world cup in russia because russia is known for violence it's known and, for racism it's going to be a tough be, one russia's going to be it's going to be awful it's going to be very very difficult um because you know you're not going to get any any help from the state um you know it, it's going to be a very difficult world cup and a lot of people are are really questioning um whether they should go whether they should take their kids and uh, players are apprehensive about it because you know it, it's never an easy place to go russia's never an easy place to go so i think fifa needs to do something about this because this problem is not going to go away and like you said with the political landscape in in europe and in england right now it's going to get more apparent and football is the place where they're going to vent out their frustration fifa is incapable of doing anything fifa is a corrupt useless governing body they're incapable of doing anything um you know this is something that quite frankly has to be tackled by the clubs um it has to be tackled by the associations um they've got to come down really hard and in fairness uh, most of the clubs are really hard on people uh, that they think incite violence and incite hatred um you know but it needs to be really stamped out but unfortunately it's just a sad reflection of our society at the moment well that's that's a sad note to end this podcast but that's the reality guys i mean violence and hooliganism in football is rearing up its ugly head and it's not a good sign for the game but on that note we're going to end the podcast for for today i hope you guys enjoyed it if you have feedback you can write to us at samarkhan at rahulkari so yes we'll be open to criticism praise some love all is welcome and till next time like we keep saying keep watching sports and if it's a penalty if it's a goal or if it's a hole in one just sports is going to cover it for you take care all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.